God's grace and his mercy, his peace are all yours from the Father through his Son and his servant, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for his people today from the book of Isaiah, our first lesson, Isaiah 49. Let me read again with you the first two verses. It says, Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. And from my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He's made my mouth like a sharpened sword, and in the shadow of his hand, he hid me. Loved ones, the poetry of the Old Testament in the Bible does not read like some of our favorite parts of it. It doesn't read like the Old Testament history stories of, of Adam and Eve and their fall and forgiveness. It doesn't read quite like the exciting battles of, of David and Goliath. Nor does it read like some of the one-line zingers of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. But it is beautiful. It is wonderful words. And it is the Bible just as much as any other part. And it's worth spending time in these words of Isaiah because they reveal to us the same part, the same thing, the same important thing that every other part of the Bible reveals to us. Jesus Christ and his mission, his successful mission, to save us. When you are, are care, care about something, you carefully plan it out. February 14th is, is coming up and lots of guys feel lots of pressure. I'll tell you what, it, it isn't about the amount of money that you spend on volunteering. Uh, on Valentine's Day that makes the difference so much as it is the amount of thought you put into whatever it is that you do. Even if it's something as, as, as simple as a nice dinner in the house, if she comes home and you're wearing the same clothes that you did when you went to work that day and there's Walmart plastic bags crumpled up in, in the corner and the, the, the flowers that that she saw the day before at Pick and Save and the kids are just on devices back in their room, she's going to realize you really didn't put much thought into it until you were on your way home from work. On the other hand, if you're, you're showered and cleaned up and have on a new set of clothes and maybe even an apron to protect them, got some flowers from a shop ways away, the kids are at a sitter's house and you've been cleaning as you go as you prep dinner, well, that tells her you've been thinking about her all day, that she's important to you. Planning tells someone that they're important to you. It tells, tells them that your mission is to take care of them. Listen to these words from Isaiah. The Lord called me before I was born, and he remembered my name in my mother's womb. It was nearly 800 years before Jesus was born that God was revealing his birth through the prophet Isaiah. He had the mission to save you from sin, and that was not going to happen through some angel suddenly appearing and announcing that, that you had to be a good person to make up for the bad that you've done. Nor would it be through some even powerful appearance of God himself telling you to shape up and, and do something impressive if you want him to pay attention to you. No, God's saving plan, including his son being born. As we heard last week, being 
baptized, having the Holy Spirit poured out on him. Facing every temptation you do, but facing it perfectly. Suffering, dying, coming back to life, and after ascending into heaven, coming back as we confess in our creeds. The Bible tells us that God would start off the mission of his son to save the world by a mother having a baby. And that's what happened. Jesus began his work by being born. And, and that's important for us to remember in a world where, where painful, awful things can happen without God seeming to give a rip about anything. Here are some of the headlines just from last week. Puerto Ricans dealing with aftershocks. Massachusetts girl 11 abducted and found. High school basketball player attacked by more than a dozen people who kicked and beat him. Makes you wonder, does a powerful God care if he allows awful things to happen? Things that he could stop. Until you are reminded of what God's mission really is. And Jesus does that. God's mission is not to make this world a perfect place. He did that once, and we ruin it. It's sinful people who decide they don't need God. At least not all the time. It's sinful people who abduct and attack the innocent. It's sinful people who spread rumors that turn into tensions, that turn into fights in families and wars in the world. It's sinful people who allow jealousy to turn to greed in their hearts. And then let that greed turn into a mission in life to make yourself happy. That's my purpose in life, to do whatever it is that makes me happy. And you forget that God's mission in life is not your happiness. God's mission in life is your salvation. John the Baptist did not say, look the Lamb of God, look the Son of God who takes away all of the things that you don't like and gives you everything that you want. He said, look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. God cares. He cares so much about your salvation that he lets sin run its course in this world so that you don't hold on to this world. Because of all the awful things that happen in this world, we long to be somewhere else forever. We long for heaven. And he teaches us then of the thing that guarantees heaven for us. That's simply his love in Jesus Christ. He cares so much about your salvation that He planned it out centuries in advance. And even when we ruined that plan, He didn't stop that plan. You living with Him forever in perfection. No, He gave us Jesus Christ. I'll tell you though, if I have anything even slightly significant that happens to me, I don't want to hide it. And that's where we come across something strange. If I have a cracked tooth that i got to have filled and I'm a little nervous about the pain, I tell my secretaries. They get a little bit annoyed with, how the, with the details that I give them. If I have something good that I want to say, that my son did this or we're going on this vacation, I just can't help telling a lot of people about it. 
I want others to know. And so it sounds a little bit strange to us then that God did the most significant thing in the history of the world and yet he hid him. He made my mouth a sharpened sword and he hid me in the shadow of his hand. It's curious, isn't it? That God would hide something as important as his son in human flesh. No one would have ever known that, that, that the world's that Jesus was the world's Savior just by looking at him. He was the son of a Jewish woman. He had the height, he had the skin color, he had the accent and walk of everyone around him. He stunk when he got sweaty, he puked when he got sick, he cried when he hurt, he certainly bled, we have a record of that. He was frustrated when it seemed to him that everything that was going on in his life was to of no avail. Listen to these words again from Isaiah. These are the words that he projected Jesus would have. I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing at all. There were foods he liked and foods he didn't. There were people that liked him and people that didn't. He experienced everything that you do in this world. Everything about being human the Son of God was hidden in human flesh. Why is that important? Well, two reasons. It's important that you know that your Savior is hidden in human flesh because He doesn't have to guess what it is to be like you. He knows your hurts. He knows your joys. He knows your temptations and your triumphs and your failures. You have a Savior to whom you can cry out about anything and he's right there saying, I know and I can help. And secondly, Jesus was hidden in human flesh so that he could die. His mission is our salvation and the thing that we needed was for someone to die in our place. We needed our sin to be put on someone else and taken to the grave never to return. And that's exactly what happened when Jesus died. The Son of God took on the form of what he already was at heart, a servant, and did what you needed him to do. Your sin is atoned for. God's servant Jesus has accomplished his mission. Remember that. Remember that when it seems that God is hiding himself. That's the way he operates when you pray and you pray and you pray for something that you really think you need and that would really improve your life. God is the one who hides himself. Very often his, his purpose in your life is, is hidden from you, but it's still there. I heard a man speculating this last week. He says, let's say that you think you really, really need a yacht. He says, from what we know about God, maybe he'll give you that if you pray and pray and pray for it, but he'll probably put it in your basement where you can't use it. Why would he do that? Because God's mission in life is not for you to have everything that you want, but for you to really think about what you need. He says his purposes are always hidden from you. Maybe he would want you just to realize how expensive a yacht is. Maybe he wanted to realize that you should think a little more carefully before you pray. He says, I don't know, but his purposes are hidden from us, and they're always better than sinful people's ideas for their own lives. One more thing. God's mission is worth bragging about to the world. 
In the last of these verses, he says here, he said to me, it is not enough that you are a servant to raise up the tribes of Judah and bring back the preserved ones of Israel. I have set you up as a light for the nations to be my salvations to the end, to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. One of the saddest moments of my ministry was when there was a woman whose, whose adult daughter was in the hospital. And she had surgery, but the surgery didn't go well and she was actually left with more problems that were going to be with her for the rest of her life than, than when she went into the hospital. And as I talked with her a little bit and tried to encourage her, I asked her, would you like me to pray with you? And she said to me, well, you can if it makes you feel better. Oh, you can if it makes you feel better. There is this idea out there that, that, that a person's spiritual life, their relationship with God, is a matter of personal preference. That you are to believe what you want to believe, and I'll believe what I want to believe, but just keep it to yourself. Don't bother me with it, because everybody's version of God is just as valid as everybody else's. But keep it to yourself. That's not what God wants us to do. It's not the truth. The truth is, Jesus came, he came into the world for every type of person that there is. For every race of person, for every sinner, no matter how severe their sin, Jesus came and said, I take all of your sin away and I want you, I want nations of you, I want everyone, including you, to be with me in heaven. And I want you to let the world know about it. Sometimes you do that vocally. And you speak your faith and say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior, as we, as we do when we gather and we speak our creeds to each other, and you take that message out to your friends and family in the world, and you bring it up in spite of the pressure not to, but sometimes you just live out your faith, and that sends a message too. As Jesus said, let your light shine before men, and they will glorify your Father in heaven. It means you work hard at your job, not because you need the money or because you have to because you're afraid of getting in trouble, but because God wants you to. You work hard at your homework, not just for the teachers that you like, but for the ones that you don't get along with. It means you love your wife and forgive your ex. It means you do what your parents want to the first time that they ask you to. It means in every decision that you have, you ask, what does God want me to do when you pray about it? People know that you're Christian. Let them see what a difference it makes in your life and the way that you treat people and the way that you speak and the way that you think and your attitude towards them. And then as opportunity comes up, let them know why. Because Jesus Christ served his Father in heaven by saving me. That was my mission in life. or That was his mission in life. And it's my mission to serve him. This is God's word.